0: Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Joe from Montana.
1: Hey, Joe from Montana. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. You're on the air. All right. So when I saw the title, I wondered to myself, is this going to be another uh, piece of advice or is it actually going to be solutions that people can actually implement? My uh, my question to you is: If you have, let's say, fifty people in front of you, fifty couples who have problems, can you solve all fifty of those problems so that all fifty of them will have the perfect marriage or the perfect relationship? I can give them some advice that if they heard it, it would be they would get off to a good start. And what would that advice be? I would say the first thing is to. Let go of resentment. Resentment, you know, where she resents him and he resents her, it blocks understanding and it blocks love. And it's a block to everything good. And so that would be the first thing I would say.
0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Emotion and Others' Will. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Hello, this is Roland. Today I want to talk about emotion. And why it is a problem for 99.9% of the people in the world. And the best way I can approach it, I think, is to state, first of all, the bottom line. The bottom line is this. We were not made to be emotional. Human beings have a soul, and the purpose of the soul is to realize God, to recognize Him, know that He exists, and to do His will. And then, through the body, The soul expresses, in other words, the soul testifies by its actions that there is a God and that it acknowledges God. And also, the soul does God's will. And God's will and purpose is done through the soul that wants to do God's will and purpose. So that's the bottom line. Now, what has happened is that for most people, 99.999% of people, they are doing someone else's will. They're expressing someone else's will. And the medium by which that other will got inside was when they became emotional. Emotion is a response to something on the outside. Emotion is, let's put it this way, every memory. See, what is it that bothers people when they start to get older? Isn't it memories that haunt them from the past? What somebody said to them, what somebody did to them, what someone said to them, or what they failed to do, what they should have done. What could have been, see, a lost opportunity, a lost love, all that kind of stuff. It comes back to haunt people over and over and over and over. And not only that, but the past expresses itself in the present in other ways. You see, every time we react to something, then a memory is formed. And that memory has both an image and an emotion associated with it. So there's an image memory and emotional memory. Now, the emotion connects the mind and the body. And so if somebody gets upset at what somebody else did, they have a visual memory of what the other person did But there's also an emotional memory. And that emotion houses the meaning of what the other person did and houses and expresses one's attitude toward what they did. And that emotion connects the mind and the body, or connects the image and the body in such a way that the body then expresses the soul's attitude toward what happened. So, For example, if you get angry, let's say you got angry at somebody, then that anger tells the body to act angrily. It tells the nerves, the heart, the blood vessels, the blood, the kidneys, the lungs, the lymph nodes. It tells them all to be angry. And so the heart has to act angry. The kidneys have to act angry. see, I'm making it very simple, but I'm making it very in putting it in very simple terms so that you can grasp what's wrong with emotions, and so the heart has to beat in a way that conforms to the soul's attitude, which is anger. So the emotion tells the body to be angry, the lungs to be angry, the heart to be angry, the blood vessels to be angry, the pancreas to be angry. The nerves to be angry, so you you can see the problem, can't you? Or let's say someone reacts to what somebody said and gets depressed and feels hopeless hopelessly resentful over it. Well, then that tells the heart it has to be hopelessly resentful. And the kidneys have to be hopelessly resentful, and the nerves have to be hopelessly resentful. I think you got the idea. There is meaning communicated in those emotions. It tells the body. The attitude of the soul and the body is to bring forth or manifest that soul's attitude. You see? Just like the face. If somebody is happy, especially when they're really happy, like little children are happy, you can see it in their face. The emotion tells the muscles of the face how to move, and you can see the happiness. But then on the other hand, if the child is sad, then you see the sadness. You see what I mean? So that's what emotion does. But now perhaps you can see that for every memory, there's both an image memory and an emotion memory.
0: Emotions can disrupt your Christian walk. We all like to experience good emotions, such as joy and hope. But unwanted emotions, such as fear and anger, can prevent you from thinking clearly, and even worse, can interfere with doing God's will. Once again, here's Roland Trujillo.
1: Now perhaps you can see that for every memory, there's both an image memory and an emotion memory, and it's a kind of programming, so that years later, if a situation arises that Is similar to the original situation where the body, where the soul reacted, where you reacted and became upset or angry or resentful, then the memory comes back, the image memory and the emotion memory. And now the body is told how to be. You see? And so emotions then, instead, see, what they do is they reflect. They cause the the body to reflect and manifest the soul's attitude. Now, if, let us say, after a lot of suffering and a lot of soul-searching, a person comes back to what they know in their heart, and they're willing to let go of anger and grudges and resentment, and they want to know the truth, and they no longer want to deny the truth, and they no longer want to be willful. See, what happens is that the programming that comes into you from the outside, it will then basically have you expressing someone else's will. See, the will of the one who got to you gets inside of you. And it operates through the emotions and then the body ends up doing the will of that other person. So, If you're not doing God's will, then you're doing someone else's will. But let's suppose that a soul wanted to do God's will and was able to do God's will. Then that soul would have no will of its own. Its only will would be a willingness to do God's will. Do you understand? So when situations presented themselves, the soul would look to God for what to do. The soul wouldn't be ambitious or act impatiently because the soul has no will of its own other than to wait upon God and find out what his will is. You understand? And that soul would also have no, wouldn't have an attitude. See, the attitude of of us when we are younger, well, it's egotistical, isn't it? When we can't help it, we inherit that. We inherit an ego. And so everything is in terms of our wanting to look right and feel right and be right, and we want other people to see us as being right, and we don't like to be wrong, and we always want to be right, and we want people to admire and like us, and all that kind of stuff. Well, that attitude, then, is what shapes the way you react to things that happen on the outside, and so your emotions, then, will be the attitude of defensiveness, anger, frustration. Do you see what I mean? But let's suppose that you had you had no attitude. In other words, your only attitude was you wanted to, to do what was right, what's right. And you see people not as something to use or to be threatened by, but you see them with an attitude of, of friendly neutrality. Then you have no attitude toward people. So, without any attitude, then what they say, see, you don't judge them, and what they say doesn't make you angry, doesn't hurt your feelings, you have no expectation, you have no attitude, and so the only attitude that you might have is one of patience, see, because you're not impatient, and so you're patient, and you wait upon God, and one day, As you begin to reflect, the person who you have allegiance for and who you love and who you want to do his will, in other words, your creator, then you start to to pick up a little bit of his attitude. And so you look at people with uh, patience, with compassion, with love, a love that is unemotional, a love that wants the best for people, and you know that you don't know what the best for them is. God knows, but you don't. So you don't try to do anything to them. You don't try to save them. You don't try to be nice, do anything for them. All you do is just wait and see what he would have you do. And then, yeah, if you do something then for them, then it's out of love, but it's his love, not your love. You see, his love can come through you when you have no attitude, when you have no will of your own other than to do his will. Then his attitude comes through, which is love. And then you express, see, then then you express by word and deed something of him. And it comes through, but not through emotions. See, emotions carry a message, don't they? Just like the internet cable your Ethernet cable or your the the cable that brings you know your your internet to you or your television to you it carries a message in that in those wires doesn't it somehow electrically the message is encoded in there it's amazing in the cable how does it do that I don't know but it's it does. Well emotions are like that they they carry information not only to the body, but they carry information that comes through from the outside, and they bring that within. But when you are close to God, and you want to do his will, and you love him, and you really are close to him, then something of him comes through. And when you speak and when you act, it is with an emotionless emotion, an emotion of love which has no emotion, but it also has a content. So your words, Christ said, my words are life. Because there was something in them. See, the words have, had love in them. His actions had love in them. Every move that he made, every breath he took had love in it.
0: You're listening to Shedding Shackles. Visit our website where you can order any of Roland's books, watch Roland's video lectures, Or make a donation using safe and secure PayPal. Go to sheddingshackles.com, sheddingshackles.net, or sheddingshackles.us.
1: Now, do you understand what emotion is? Emotion is an ego attitude, and it's a connection to the outside, and it's a programming. And emotions rise up, and then they they rule you. And every memory has emotional memory connected with it, and so you are dominated by the past, by things on the outside and people on the outside, and you're dominated on on all sides. Anyone that can make you emotional can then connect through that emotion to you and can cause you to do and say things that you really don't want to do. And so, What you have to see is that calming down and letting go of emotion, learning to be calm, learning to let things pass, learning not to take umbrage, learning to not take offense, learning to be patient, learning to watch instead of rushing in, learning to wait upon God. All of those will calm you down so that God's programming can come through you so that his light can shine from within and love can come through you. And the memory, see, when God's light shines through you, see, when, when you sit still, when you learn to get close to God and the inner light, then past memories, see, a past memory will, will come to light. Something on the outside triggers, and there it is. So you look at it. But now you're not a part of it. See, you're not a part of it. There's no emotional connection between your soul and it. You simply watch it. And you see down there some kind of an emotion, but you watch it. And by watching it, you're no longer a part of it. And because you are no longer feeding it in the present, you're no longer using it, you're no longer keeping it alive because you now have an attitude of no attitude. You now want to do the right thing, and you look unto God. You watch and allow the light to do its work, and the light shines upon it, and it reveals error. It reveals the error that you made in the past when this memory comes to mind. Maybe you were resentful, or maybe you you know, were a bit phony with someone. Or maybe you had a self you were selfish or some error, but the emotion itself is an error. the fact that you became emotional in that past moment that you're now remembering that in itself is an error, so you see the error, and error cannot stand long, cannot remain long in the light of truth. The truth disables error, it disables deceit. Disables folly. It exposes it, and there's nothing more for you to do other than just watch it be exposed. Do you understand? The error dissolves, and with it, the emotion. The emotion is no longer sustained, it dissolves, and it goes away. Now, what happens as the years go by? emotion see causes untoward changes in your body in your nervous system in your heart in your blood vessels in in your in your tummy everywhere it causes changes emotion doesn't it when you you've asked your heart to beat angrily thousands and thousands and thousands of times and you've asked your you told your blood that you have to be angry with by emotion you've told it that thousands of times, then there's going to be changes. Changes in your blood vessels. Changes in your in your heart, in your breathing, in your lungs, in your pancreas, in your stomach, in, in your lymph nodes, in every organ of your body. There are going to be changes as they adapt to to this emotion. And as they are told to act, in, to be angry, to be impatient, to be nervous, to be tense. See? So the heart Does its best to act as it, to be as it's supposed to be. And the blood vessels do their best, but it takes their toll upon them, doesn't it? It takes their toll, its toll. And so some of those things then are the result of a lifetime of being angry, being resentful, getting your feelings hurt, being impatient, and so on and so forth. So some of those you'll have to watch. They won't go away immediately. But if now you learn to go out in the world without being angry, to calm down, then your body will will no longer be constantly on edge. It will have time to heal itself, to recover. And the light also has a good effect on those things. The light also has a good effect on, on those things, also, over and beyond. Merely your body having rest to recuperate. So everything good happens in the light. The bad things come to light to be seen in the present, in the light, dealt with, understood, and then they go away. And you have more time, more time and more life to discover of God and his beautiful, beautiful world, and of and of him. And Now you spend all your time resenting other people and thinking about the past and struggling with your problems. Do you see how that only involves you more and more in what was once an original error, an an anger or an upset in resentment in a certain moment? And that was the root, and from it sprang a whole giant branches, trees of branches of that error. And now, if you struggle with them, if you're angry with them, if you resent your problems, all it does is keep you involved. You have to learn to stand back and watch. Stand back and watch. No longer be a part of the error. Let it be exposed. Let the light deal with it. I would just like to take a couple of moments to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a new program, a new voice on some of the stations, and I want you to know a little bit about me. Yes, I am a pastor, but I'm a non-denominational pastor. It means I don't have a building, I don't have an organization, I have only a microphone. That's all I got. and. I talk on the radio. I talk on the radio, and I've been doing it now for almost 33 years. And what I do is I provide a little something extra. Some of you need a little something extra. You know the basics. And you know some simple things, like you shouldn't resent other people. You know that you... You shouldn't be angry at your husband or angry at your wife. You shouldn't be impatient with your kids. You know you shouldn't be phony with people. You know all of that. But yet, somehow, you're not able to to make the whole thing happen in your life. Something is missing. And what I do is I try to help people find what's missing. And I can put things in some very simple terms that might make it clear to you because I say things in a little different way. For example, we all know that we're supposed to love one another. But the trouble is, a lot of times we don't know how to do that. We think it means you have to be nice to people. No. We think it means you have to brush everything under the carpet and pretend nothing happened. No. Basically, what does loving other people mean? It means don't resent them. It means let go of the resentment. If you have a grudge against your mom or your dad, let it go. Remember Christ said, if you have something against your brother, you're bringing your gifts to the temple door, and you have something against your brother, then leave your, your gifts at the temple door, and first go make it right with your brother, and then come back with your gift. You understand? So resentment is something that you don't hear a lot of people talking about, That I talk about it all the time, because it is the thing that ruins everything. Then another thing. You think that uh, emotion is a good thing. Well, we all know that being angry and so on, we know that's not good. But how about getting excited? Well, you know what? Emotion is an animal. The spiritual person is not emotional. Getting excited interferes With being calm, you know that. And you need to be calm, you understand that. You need to be calm with yourself, with your partner, with your kids. And then, one more thing everybody's told you that it's a good idea to set goals, but I'm here to tell you it's not a good idea to set goals. Never put anything. What did Christ say? He said, Put first the kingdom of God in His right way, and all other things will be added unto you. So, first, Always do what you know is right in your heart. Stay very close to your conscience, which is your closest link to God. Stay very close to it. Pay attention to it. Learn to detect its subtle promptings and its wordless promptings. And delicately move one way or another, one step at a time. And do what you know is right. Do what you see is wise. Do what you see is fair. Regardless of whether the people say, whether everybody's against you, whether the whole world is arrayed against you, do what you know is right in your heart. And make that more important than anything. And you will be able to implement your Christianity so much better in your life. All the wonderful things that you hear in church, all the wonderful things you hear on the radio. Let go of resentment. Calm down. Don't make anything more important than what you know in your heart is right, and your faith will come alive. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye bye.